When life throws you a curveball, how are you going to handle adversity? Welcome to the Fearless Mindset Podcast, where you're about to go on a journey as I interview security, business, and entertainment leaders on what it takes to stay fearless. I'm your host, Mark Ludlow, and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fearless Mindset Podcast. And today we have joining us in his crazy schedule is the legend, Christian West, former CEO of AS Solutions, and now um, watching his new project. And he has some time to uh, talk with the audience and uh, share what's going on in his life. How are you doing, Christian? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Mark? Can't complain. Can't complain. Reinventing myself, COVID-19. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, uh, I enjoyed the Fearless Mind um Fearless Mindset podcast. I mean, that was uh, a little bit of a surprise when I saw the first one come out. And I was like, let me check this one out. But it actually turns out to be really, really good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Mike Trout, I got to give him credits for you know helping launch that. Because without him, I don't think I'd get the attention of the, his peers and industry colleagues that he has. And yeah, definitely elevated it with uh, many, many people that jumped on board to get a, get the momentum behind it. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. But you know how it is. Um, It's one of the things I've always kind of like been surprised about in our industry. You know, a lot of people actually want to help out. You know, it's rare that you get no's and it's rare that you get, I don't want to do that and stuff like that. If you ask, a lot of times you get uh, a lot of support from people, you know, and I, I really enjoy that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I was I was over. I thought I'd have a bunch of negative naysayers out there, Debbie Downers and be be all skeptical i have not had one anything nothing negative so i'm like oh okay all right i was ready for the (laughs) you don't have haters mark you don't have anything oh that's that's a good one (laughs) you know most people come out um a lot of times negative but then if you actually uh talk to them or hit them up or explain what what's going on or whatever most people in my mind tends to uh kind of um be positive once they understand what's going on you know Right. Exactly. Well, we all know uh, you just went through a big business transaction yourself. Uh You had AS Solutions Uh and he ran that for many years and you got SOS came by and offered you some money. You took it. And then all of a sudden, Allied Universal came by and uh, you took it again. And now it's like we had this big, huge beast of a company, Allied, Uh and now Uh they just took over G4S. Everybody in the industry is like, what the crap is going on in our industry? Is it going to go to crap or is it going to get better? Or are we going to get paid? We're not. I mean, what do you, what's your thoughts on all this? Well, that was, first of all, that was one really, really, really big question. <laughs> uh, what's my thought on it? Well, first of all, I think it's super exciting. Right? Okay. Because I've been in security pretty much my whole adult life. And um, you have to remember my background originally coming from Denmark. I don't know if everybody knows, but. Um, G4S and um, Securitas as well. And all of these companies actually come from a Scandinavian background. And there's a fourth big company that does uh, most of the ambulances and the fire departments that actually also came out of that called Falk, which is not really um, over here. So we've been kind of like following each other over the years. And my first um, company that I had back in the days merged eventually with um, Securitas. I'm sure you heard that that story. Right. Yep. So now this new mega merger or whatever we call it before G4, uh, between G4S and uh, Allied Universal, I think that's super interesting, super interesting because they must be like one of the biggest companies in 
in the world, manpower-wise, when, when they get done with this. I'm glad I'm not the one who's merging the two uh, because that must give headaches, you know, no matter how you put it. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, there are professional people who do that. And I actually think um, if you look at it from a security guard standpoint and a security company standpoint and stuff like that, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. So I hate to be the CFOs with the hedge funds trying to figure out how the checks balances and the accounts goes like you know, that's got to be a lot of money they're dealing with. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, there must be people way smarter than us that, that handles that part. Right. Because it's a, it's a mega merger. What it's going to mean for our little niche of the industry is it, it, it's very interesting. It's very interesting, especially because um, both um, AUS and uh, G4S, they have their um, both have their divisions of uh, special security services where I would think EP and um, whatever else we do kind of in our little world falls under these two uh, divisions, right? So merging those two is going to be kind of an interesting thing, right? Because that by itself would probably be uh, the biggest special service company, I would think, in the world, or at least top five or something like that, I would think, right? So, right. so that'll, that, that'll be an interesting one. And I'm sure that... Um, you know, like with any merger, there's a lot of good things that comes out of it and there's some bad things that comes out of it. The funny thing about mergers in the security industry is that everybody want to hear about the bad stories. <laughs> you know, we have <laughs> this tendency of talking about all the stuff that went wrong and we have a right. tendency of uh, getting so hung up on, on the bad stories and the mistakes that are made and stuff like that. Where a lot of people forget that um, there's a lot of mergers that actually go really, really well, right? Right. And, you also have to remember that when you go through these business mergers and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's, you're part of a greater team and a greater good, right? And I know that a lot of people, um, was following our merger and, and the first merger we did with, um, with SOS, I think was, um, probably one of the best things I've done in a long time because, um, when I, when I ran AS Solution and was the CEO of AS Solution, I've taken it you know, when you when when you start out a security company, and especially in the EP world, or I don't know if it's like this for everybody, but this is how it is for me, right? I started out because I kind of wanted a place to work. I wanted to be a bodyguard. I wanted to be an EP agent. Eventually, you figure out the clients kind of like what you do, and you start growing it and growing it. And as you kind of grow, for me, it was kind of like I figured out instantly if we did bad service on the protection side, but I didn't have the depth to run a company that size on the business side. I mean, we were, when we merged, we were kind of, um, I can't even remember the exact numbers, but we were around 50 million. And um, it was kind of a big company for a noggle dragger to kind of right. run, right? All of a sudden, there's a lot of people who's depending on you. There's sure. a lot of people who, um, you kind of become more, not so much by choice, but you, you become more a business guy and I didn't feel that I had kind of like uh, the depth for that part. I was never uh, big into um, kind of like the legal side of things. I was never really into, um, of course, you're always into the numbers, but I wasn't so much into the forecasting and the cost models and all of that stuff, right? And then you kind of um, get to a certain point and you have to figure out if this has to continue, you need help. Right. So the first merger for us, I actually think was um, really, really successful. Right. 
because we grew and um, SOS grew. We managed to um, work on the same clients. We were able to um, help each other with different clients and, and stuff like that. So it was, um, in my opinion, really, really successful. Then when the second merger come, um, it was kind of an interesting process for me to go through as a CEO, right? Because um, when we did the first one, I was kind of like in a um, unique position because we came in with great revenue and great bottom line and great clients and we kind of grew together. When we did the second merger, it was um, a lot harder because when you're uh, still coming into a big merger like that with an owner leader mentality, right? Meaning that you're ready to fight every battle, you're ready to um, stand on every little thing. And you think you can change the big ship for small reasons? That can be very hard, and it's very, very tiring, right? Sure. And coming in, you know, we um, we come in as 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 I mean, what the mistakes that were made on my side was probably um, myself to blame a lot, right? Because you come in and you can either um, kind of be the captain of a ship that sails towards the same harbor, right? It's very hard to be a captain of a ship that might have to go like this or kind of go against the mothership, right? And at some point you realize that this is not going to work out for me personally, right? And that's when I kind of decided that, hey, once my contract is up and stuff like that, it's time for me to hand over uh, the baton to other people so they can keep steering um, the company in the same direction as everybody else, right? Because a couple of things is like, um, you know it's right for the bigger good, but you kept getting hung up on small details that doesn't really matter, right? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if our door is green or yellow, right? It matters to me because I originally put the green door in so I don't want a yellow door. <laughs> Bigger picture, it doesn't matter, right? And that's kind of what I got hung up in. So when my time was up, it was time for me to um, kind of go out and do something else. And and a lot of other things happened at the same time. And um, sure. yeah, so, so it was a good time. But I mean, on my part, absolutely no regrets. And I would say the, the second merger on my part, probably 90% successful or whatever. Right. And, um, like I said, when when I retired from AS Solution, that capable people took over and uh, really smart people. And then when you have a leader like me who takes up a lot of space, you know, <laughs> goes and outspoken and all of these things, the next people sure. that come in, they need some time to kind of find themselves and retool the toolbox and resharpen the knife. And I'm sure that uh, they're going to come out all guns blazing. And, and I wish everybody the best of luck with all that. Well, that must be a big step for you because you were so successful with, you know, E and EP and the bodyguard business with the Solutions, and that's your baby. You know, you built yeah. it in North America, and you've been all over the world, and you've worked with people I've I've even heard that you worked with, and I'll keep those people private because of the confidentiality reasons and all that. But um, that must have been uh, like a, almost like a humble pill for you to swallow. To say, oh, well, I'm no oh, longer sorry. needed here. Definitely. And it's, um, you know, as a person, you always grow, right? And sure. 
you also have to remember that um, when you start a company like mine, it is your baby and you build your baby. Mm-hmm. But eventually this baby becomes a, a kid and the kid becomes a teenager. And at some point, this teenager is ready to kind of like leave home. It's kind of the same <laughs> evolution uh-huh. to go through, right? Because, sure. You know, I started out wanted to be an EP operator. And to this day, people always think I'm half crazy when I say I wouldn't mind sitting in a car for 11 hours on night shifts outside a house somewhere <laughs> like we used to, right? Or at least I have right. that mindset still. Mm-hmm. I would probably hate it after an hour if I had to because now I'm too old and I have to go to the bathroom and all these. I'm, I'm, I'm gotten super comfortable in what I'm doing, right? But the mindset is still there. Right. And, you know, the last probably year in AS Solution was a lot about spreadsheets and right. forecasts and all of these things, right? Where, um, in my mind, I rather um, go out and be the agent that I love to be, right? So, taking a break of a couple of months and now um, out with a new startup, which um, I'm sure you've seen, it's it's kind of refreshing, you know, it's, and, and very, very humbling. Let's put it this way. I mean, you can see my office here in the background. It's uh, totally like back it. to startup and it's totally back to um, me doing everything myself. All of a sudden, there's no assistant, there's no secretary, there's no lawyer I can call and stuff like that. <laughs> So it's um it's it, it it's it's a really cool transition. So you now you're diving into from AS Solutions. You took a little break, retirement. Mm-hmm. You call it a little retirement vacation because you're all over the desert playing. Now you're like, mm-hmm. okay, let's get back to work, and you're creating a new organization, online training. Go ahead, discuss that too. Okay, so one of the things that uh, happened was, you know, when you kind of like leave, you have all these ideas. Right. And um, you have all these things you kind of want to do. And then you figure out once you dive into these ideas, that yeah. those are not real businesses. They're great ideas, but one, they'll never uh, really pan out to anything. Yeah. And um, they'll probably never, ever make you any money, but it would be fun to do. So you spend a little bit of time on these projects and, and you call it the retirement mode. I guess you can call it that. But at the same time, it was also a pandemic. So there was kind of a limit to how much you can do, right? And 250 days plus on the road for about 20 years, that tires you out a little bit. So you need a couple of months where you actually take a breather, right? So this new uh, thing, EP Access, that I'm um, working on now is pretty much um, an inspiration from um, Masterclass, if you've seen that on uh, on the right. internet. Yeah. where somebody, I don't even know who, has gathered a bunch of instructors who teach um, kind of their premier lessons, right? Right. I always said I never wanted to own an EP school. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's kind of still true, though, because there are plenty of plenty of good people out there who run really, really good schools for executive protection, for driving, for everything else. And I absolutely don't want to compete with any of them. But I also think that there is room for somebody who creates a platform where people like yourself, Mark, who's been in the industry for a long time, has specialized in something. Right. And they need a a space where they kind of can get that out to the rest of the industry and especially to the younger generation and stuff like that. So they don't have to go through all the mistakes that we went through, right? Right. Kind of like... Um, you live up in 
in Oregon somewhere, if you live up in the mountains and you picked up on um, dog sledding and you're kind of an expert in executive protection operation around dog sledding. Right. It's probably hard for you to fill those classes because there's a very limited amount of people who need that, right? Mm-hmm. But the whole concept with EP Access is that you can come to us. We'll help you build this course. We'll do a profit share. We'll put it out to the masses and we'll put it out worldwide. So we truly get an international platform and anybody around the world who thinks it's interesting or want to learn or want to get better about dog sledding can see Mark, uh, Mark's operations and his class, right? Right. And, and we just provide the platform that gives this, uh, gives this, um, this learning. And then, yes, along the way, I'm going to do a bunch of the courses myself because, as you said in the beginning, I'm really, really old now. And uh, <laughs> I've seen a lot and, and I've learned a lot. I've gotten a lot of experiences over the years, right? And if I don't give them to somebody, these experiences are going to go away when I go away, right? And I think that sure. would be uh, kind of sad. So that's kind of the elevator pitch of what it is that I'm doing now. Continue, continuing the Christian West legacy from AS Solutions and offering that knowledge in your mind and all those years of uh, frequent flyer miles on your favorite airline that you hated. <laughs> you know, the frequent airlines that we absolutely love to hate. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Now, Christian, what is the advice? You know, we got these younger generation that want to break in the EP industry. Now I'm hearing from colleagues in the business that now they, they'd rather collect their unemployment than go work and play video games and just live easy life. And <laughs> it's, it's a tough time to get these guys to go out in the field to earn the respect of colleagues like you and me. It's, it's just tough to get them motivated to get out there and do the work. What's your advice to those guys? Man, that's a tough one, too, because I actually think we have a um, two-faced problem here, right? Okay. I think um, right now we have the problem of people don't want to work because of unemployment, because of unattractive jobs and all of that stuff. And that was a thing of COVID, right? Okay. I will hope, I say hope that as soon as we get back to some kind of a new normal um, and come out of this COVID and unemployment probably goes back to what it was before and stuff like that, that more people will come out and um, take jobs that, that we offer. And especially uh, at the end of the day, we sometimes get high on ourselves in in the EP business and forget that we're really just a service provider, right? We're in the service industry, just like every other service providers. And there's a limit to how much we can pay people. I get that. Mm. So we can't motivate people with money. That's a key thing, uh, right? Money. Yeah. But money, m- motivate people with money is always short-lived in my opinion too, though. And this is where I kind of always been, been preaching both in AS, but also uh, to all my colleagues. We also, as the old guys here, have a commitment and we have to kind of step up and make this an interesting job, right? Right. And we can either sit down and complain and say, oh, all the millennials are entit- entitled and they're all of this and stuff, stuff like that, right? Sure. And then we can look at each other and go, okay, so what? So let's forget about all that. Let's forget <laughs> about if we think they're entitled or not because that doesn't matter. It matters that we can actually create some jobs that these young kids want. Right. Uh, right. And listen 
to what they tell us. If they want to do something that matters and they want to be heard and they want to do all of these things, why not? Okay. Well, it's just because we're we're set in our ways. And unfortunately, I personally think that we have always had that problem in the security industry because we're very, uh, most of us are kind of like very boxy. We all kind of like, like the same things. We come from the background, uh, same backgrounds. We um, always struggled with uh, having a big diversity in security, right? And now all of a sudden, we also have to be attractive to millennials. We got some work to do. And I'm glad that I'm not a um, big security provider because I think that um, they're going to have a lot of problems in the future attracting, keeping, and maintaining talent, right? But it also takes me back to one of the main reasons why I think a company like EP Access can be super successful because the people that come into this industry definitely need the training that we all took, the physical training and all of that stuff, right? Right. But we also need somebody who can help motivate them and show them the way and kind of show them all the other things. And more importantly, also teach all the old dogs like us to kind right. of a whole new way. So we maybe make it attractive for the young people that, that kind of want to come in and be uh, working in the security industry because we can't afford to lose them. Because I'm sure you have the same feeling as I do and everybody else. We've really never been any more busy in the EP industry than we are now.